Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. And rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who know that Delta 8 is not a flight number. Chris and the Riz. Hey, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 433. Is this thing on? This is the official Detroit Lions Podcast for Reddit. We're doing it live. I am your dashing host, Chris. And with me is my good friend and dashing equally co-host, Ash, the man Thompson. How are you doing, brother? Oh, I've been better. I'm what? guessing everybody watching this is feeling that same way. What? Did, did something Did something happen? Well, I, I hear a sports team won, lost, or tied recently. We should probably talk about that. Okay. We can, we can do that. I think that's why we're here. We'll talk about the game today. We will cover Coach Campbell's post-game presser live. This is going to be an interesting one today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about a little bit today because I think the winds are changing. The I'm winds, up the chat already. The winds we forced are changing. <laughs> we forced a font. There you go. There you go, fan man. I love you, brother. All right. We'll talk to do a little roundtable. We'll take your calls. We've got that and a whole lot more. We've got a great show lined up. Ash, are you ready to go, my man? Let's get it on. Let's kick this off and break it down. Ooh, Thunder Sea. That's just a little bit too soon, bro. Just a little yeah. too soon on that. Let's put him in a timeout. <laughs> ouch, 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 ouch. Okay, a lot to talk about. And I'm, I am watching fervently for Coach Campbell to show up for that presser because there are some things <laughs> that we, we definitely need to talk about. I want to hear this one. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I don't want it to sound like the other four. Um. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say, okay, and I talked about this. Uh, I did it in, in the Twitter, and I know not everybody's on Twitter, and this, it's the smart people that aren't, um, <laughs> to be 100% fair. Um, the, the thing I talked about was the SOL Lions piece. And we talked about this a little bit. And it was, if the Lions want to shake the SOL tag, thank you, show me BC, um, they have to stop doing SOL Lion things. The second half is where to do it, but Lions fans have almost no faith here. The team has to find different results than expected, and we're entering a dangerous place for this staff otherwise. Um, And I I think that's 100% the reality of what we're looking at. Now, we had a a response to that, and I I just want to say this is the other part of it, right? And this was at halftime that this came out. You can't expect immediate across-the-board success. It's always incremental. Hopefully, incremental with speed. Things are stalling right now. And without taking the next step, we end up in that SOL space. This is where we are right now. Folks, this this enters the whole area of where we start asking, are these the right coaches? There was a significant change supposed to have on, happen on defense this week. What didn't happen on defense was a significant change other than massive injuries stacking up. Ash, you, you want to disagree? Go ahead. I, I do want to disagree with that because the full power defense that they brought to the table today didn't allow a touchdown. Okay. It was after they were playing like Chase Lucas at safety that like that's when that's when 
Zappy was suddenly able to, to move the ball with impunity because, yeah, OK, he's a third string quarterback, but he was playing practice squad defensive backs today. Because we decided to get super, super cute. And instead of leaving our last week starters on the roster, we decided to uh, to, to basically bring in the, the practice squad and, and healthy scratch the guys who were our second and third best at their position. So we'll we'll have to agree that the 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 defense was different, but they still lost 20. They yeah, still they, gave up 29 yeah. points. They still gave up 29 it points. It wasn't good. No. It I mean, it's an improvement good. over I'm 75. Good. I'm just saying it wasn't give up 40 plus to the Seahawks bad. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But it was give up 29 to the Patriots and Bailey Zappi bad. Well, like it, it was give up 23 to the Patriots with Bailey Zappi bad, which is still bad. No. Don't get me wrong. But I, I think the difference between Geno Smith and Bailey Zappi is not frankly that big. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay, chat's going hot. We'll uh, we'll get to that very shortly. Dan Campbell is supposed to be up on the uh, uh, oh, what's that thing called? The podium. Pretty quick. Let me the way okay, they got shut cool. up. So I'm making sure that uh, we're all ready for him. Um, yeah, Dan Campbell's supposed to be on the podium very shortly. We'll get him up there live because this is going to be it. Um, Don Burr lost for words, bud. I get it. I get it. Um, there'll be they'll, there's plenty to say. Okay, so this team is where it is at this point. The question now has to be about the coaching staff. And then the next level you go to after the coaching staff is reassessed, potentially replaced is to the GM, but it's always the coaching staff that gets the first, the first brunt of it and deserves it right now. I get that Anzarike isn't out there. Pascal, Pascal isn't out there. I get that. And, And those are, those are what they are, but, these these calls that we're getting out of Campbell, they're erratic. They're yeah. they're 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 based in emotion rather than some kind of analytics or in, in some kind of you know scheme. These are emotional responses, and I get playing the game from the from the heart. I get pounding your emotion into onto the field, but. It's not doing it, man. You also have to be smart. We ask players to be smart, to not take dumb penalties and not play that part of the game with emotion. It's knowing where to apply and to keep the emotions under appropriate control. And I don't think we're getting that from basically the coaches on down to the players. And that heart carried them so well last year. But I think there's it seems like it's even more. They're doing it like they've 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 gone to the extreme in this kind of place and it's just not working. It's just not working. Absolutely. Like uh, we were hoping we were getting a coach that was dealing with analytics and data. And what we've gotten instead is a coach who's done his research on Google. Mm. Oh, that stings. That's like, it just, it just sucks. Like it's tough to watch. And also I don't love the refs to the people in the chat. I just, you know, when one of our players commits pass interference, I don't want to get flagged for it. Yeah. Show me BC. We are going to be great. Not just this year. I love you, brother. That's that's you know what? That's the kind of thing that's 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 a fan talking, right? That's somebody who loves loves the team and isn't going to give up. I mean, that's 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 amazing because I'm watching people in in the in the uh, in the Twitter and everything else. This team will never win. They can't. And, and it's like, fine, slam the door and leave the room, but just leave the room. Right. You're not dragging anybody with you. Just go away. 
Nobody cares. Nobody cares about your opinion. People are all in a different place. And just because you're angry doesn't mean anybody else is going to follow you along. So that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Duncan D's nuts. How you doing? Thank you for the super chat. Appreciate that. Uh, Mike K, this is interesting. And I want to talk about this, too. Oh, we got Campbell at the podium. Let's uh, let's get that now. So excited. With us so he can come home. So that's good news. Um, you know, certainly we didn't uh, play good football there. Um, it was not good. It was uh, the worst of the season overall as a team. And, uh, you know, that falls on me. You know, I mean, yeah. I, you can't play that way and, and, uh, and, unless, you know, your head coach doesn't have him ready. So that's 100% on me. Questions? On your offense, pretty much all year, what was it? Well, today, I know you, you have to see the film, but yeah nothing really i mean we felt like they really didn't i mean they did a couple of things but nothing that that we haven't weren't prepared for or hadn't seen um we just could never really get golf in a rhythm you know and so uh we were doing things that we wanted to do in the run game uh it was going uh very much like we kind of thought it would and hoped it would we just when it came time to throw it uh, we, we just we could never get him quite comfortable um you know, and then and then we end up getting behind and a number of things there. But um, so yeah, for for different reasons, you know, uh, it was never always one person or one thing. It's protection. It's you know, that's a really good take, um, actually. That route that you know, it's just it a little all stuff. Um, yeah, and little stuff sucks. is, yeah. is yeah. continuing to to get us, which is on me. I, I have not talked to him yet. I'm not. The, the biggest swing in this game was in the first half, Craig um, losing the yardage. You had a chance to go for 50 or 50 fourth and nine. Was it not having faith in, in Michael from that distance? Yeah, I had a yard marker I knew that we needed to get inside of to feel good about it. Uh, He's not going anywhere. You know, man. to swing away. Otherwise, take your chances with the offense. What about the uh, correction there? I mean, we had an MA. Yeah, we, we had somebody supposed to be blocked on the edge, so we had a mental error there. And so that's why we lost the yardage. We had the play was a good call, it was a real good call. We had exactly what we wanted. Yeah, I mean, it hurts because that's really part of third down, right? You know, you don't convert on third down, then you better do it on fourth. And so we, we weren't good enough. That's an area we've been pretty good. And, uh, I mean, our, our that whole, you know, when, you, when you're not able to convert those, you're, you know, you're, uh, you're going to struggle offensively, you know. Um, so too, much, too many of them, we weren't efficient enough on first down. Now, I did think we got some manageable downs. We just we couldn't convert them. You know, it was it was one of those days. Our offense has uh, been pretty steady. You know, played pretty well, and this was a day we uh, we didn't do well. And uh, you know, and we we really never got in a true rhythm, and we couldn't convert, so we couldn't stay on the field. Yeah, I mean, look, you just, you, you be honest with them. You tell them exactly what it is. Like, uh, you know, to me, it's, uh, it's about as, as bad as it gets. I mean, this is the worst. You know, this is where we're at. And sometimes uh, it's going to get bad before it gets better. And, and uh, you know, I believe we hit rock bottom. It's, uh, so now the only place to go is back up. And, uh, 
you know, look, we're going to get some guys back. I got to look at everything, top to bottom, um, which I have time to do for the buy. And and look, I've seen it too many times. Um, I've been in this league too long as a player and a coach, and I've seen teams that started out rocky and it's doom and gloom, and all of a sudden they win one, and then they win the next one, and then they win the next one. So I, it's what I told them, and I said, all you got to do is win the first one. We just, when we come back, everybody's got to look in the mirror over the break. How do you get better individually, just like I'm going to do? And uh, and we find a way to win the next one. Just win the win the next one out of the bye, and then and then take the next one as it comes. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. How sharp are you? Uh, yeah, you don't anticipate that. You don't see that. But I also know, I mean, as bad as it looks, I also know what we're capable of. And, look, we get, it, it, it's hard to say that when you look at the score today, but we got better defensively. I mean, we, were, we were played better today than we've played. Um, now, is it good enough? No. But we did play better. And offensively, we're better than what we just put out there on tape. So, yeah, it's bad. But... As a, to- as a total team here, it's just it's 29 nothing. So to this point in the season, it's as bad as it's gotten. So, um, But I also know, man, as long as you hold on to hope and uh, you believe in things uh, that we're doing, and I'm going to, man, I'm going to change some things up. I mean, I'm going to look at everything. And uh, the way we practice, the way we go about it, you know, do we need to practice longer? Do we need to practice less? Do we put it on pads? Do we not put it, you know, I'm in... Those are all things that I'll be looking at over the next week. When you talk about benching Amani, and also you said you changed some things up, obviously on defense, but that's obviously one of them. But were you happy with how you changed things? Like, first benching Amani. Yeah, well, there again, I need to look at the um, look at the tape. But look, we wanted to give Will a try out there. Um, and the only reason Amani was down was that uh, he doesn't do a lot on special teams. Otherwise, he'd have been here and, and probably would have played some. But that's where you you know you get in a a pickle with special teams. So, um, but yeah, look, we we uh, you're just trying to build uh, a little bit of trust in that back end. Get AJ back up. That's the one thing we know about AJ at a minimum is he's an excellent communicator. Uh, he's smart. He's got football intelligence, and uh, and and I know that the, there's a lot of trust back there with him at nickel, you know. And uh, and then we wanted to give Savion a shot back there at safety. So. We were just mixing some things up to get it, see if we could breathe a little life back in our defense. And uh, now Will ended up getting hurt, but I thought he was playing pretty good until that point. And uh, and look, I told Imani uh, this last week, I said, man, this doesn't mean this is done. I mean, you'd very much be back up. So, um, but it was, it was, that's what we needed to do, you know. You know, listen, he, uh, he's, I mean, we all know what he's about. I mean, he's he's been he's been wanting to play, and um, he gave us he gave us what he had, you know. And I would say this: uh, he did some real good things, but he he was not a hundred percent, you know. And uh, we all appreciate, you know, the way he's made and what he's about. And uh, you know, he went in there and mixed it up. Oh, I don't know, and I would rather not answer that. That's between he and I. We just needed to change some things up. Dan, you guys have a couple of good tackles. Matthew Judon was able to make a pretty big impact today. Would you see out of that matchup? Yeah, look, Judon's a good player. We knew coming into there, we did a significant amount of chipping and nudging to his side, you know. Um, but I didn't necessarily feel like he uh, wrecked the game. You know, there's 
there, there again, when things don't go well in your protection, there's a number of reasons, and it's all encompassing between protection, it's between the backs and the quarterback. And so, um, but he's a good player, you know. Uh, I don't feel like he had a he wore our tackles out or anything like that, but he he certainly was, you know, he's a good player. We knew it coming in. Uh, back to Savion, um, can you tell us a little bit about who joined him in the ambulance? And also, can you tell us anything about the reaction from the team after you let them know that he has his motor skills and is trying to come back with you guys? Yeah, that was, uh, it was his father, um, and I believe his uncle. Um, and the, the team was, of course, they were they were happy to hear that. You know, everybody was concerned about Savion. So, um, so yeah, I mean, there was sigh of relief. A couple more guys. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I don't believe that. Um, just because. I mean, they they see it too. Even though it's not their teammate, there's it's a stop in the game. They're all looking at it. I think it's. Uh, you know, I don't think it it affects either side. Uh, in my opinion, I mean, it's certainly not. It's nothing you want to see. I mean, you don't. That, that's the worst. Um, but I don't. I don't think it affected us like that. Dan Lawson, you made out of being shut out point or nothing. That's the first string quarterback making his first. Or yep. that's like an extra black bar about the loss that you guys. Yeah, I get that. You know, um, I would say this. They had a good game plan for him, which we knew they would. Uh, they didn't do anything too exotic. And, um, you know, and they were able to stay ahead of the sticks. You know, they were very efficient. They gave him some, some easy throws and some and things where they could uh, block it up and let him see it and uh, run away from coverage. And, and you know what? He made those plays. He made those plays. So um, I thought we would have been a little bit better in that regard. But but the kid played good, too. He played good. I mean, that's a credit to him. It's a credit to them putting that game plan together. You know, they did well. Yeah, I mean it's, uh, and there's there's really no other say it. It's you know, you just can't allow it. If you're going to run like that, then you better just tuck it and uh, you know, or or just have a little bit better feel of where where it's coming from, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean it's uh, you know it. it Tell you what, you know, I've never seen anything like it. You know, it's like we turn the ball over, we give up seven when it happens, and so. Um, but it, it, you know, it certainly hurts us. So, um, it's got to protect it. Got to protect it. All right, thanks, oh, Coach Campbell, for and whatever thank that was. God, that's done. Yeah. Um, let me. Let me this this one. This is ticky tacky, and and I know it's not, but I can't quite explain it. Um, the golf fumble. His hand yep. flung that ball forward. Had somebody yeah. caught that ball, that's a pass. Mm-hmm. I uh, I I have I haven't rewatched it, but I, I'm not gonna lie. It, I thought that was an incompletion. Okay, okay, thank you, because nobody like, else talked about that, was, and I'm like, 
That could, could I, I mean, that feels like it's an incompletion because the hand move forward, but is there something in the rule about the arm specifically? I don't know the rule exactly, but that look, <laughs> it's a, it's a completion if somebody catches yeah. that and he did throw that forward with his hand and wrist. So again, doesn't change the whole game or anything like that, but I just really, I was questioning. I thought that was a, an incompletion. But you know what stops that whole thing from happening? <laughs> Not being an idiot and going forward on fourth and nine. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I want to talk about this a little bit because it did come up during the 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 presser. Uh, someone said, Chris, you were hanging around with Matt for a long time. Seems like you're out fast on on uh, MCDC. I'm not out on MCDC. Uh, I just no. want, I want to be clear. He just like I'm not out on Hutch. Both of these guys can grow to be greats. Yeah. Right. I mean, look at Belichick, how he did in Cleveland. Now, I'm not saying Campbell necessarily has to go somewhere else to be great. Right. But it takes time. We had an absolute bottom feeder roster when this regime started. And if you don't, if you give somebody a six year contract and you tap out on them after a year and a quarter, who are you going to get that's better? And and this, I know this is a silly question, but who are you going to get that's an improvement? Who wants that job? I'm going to throw three words at you, though. Okay. Sunk cost fallacy. Uh, understand, understand, but it's not. It's I don't care about throwing away the, the Ford's money and firing them today. I don't. Neither do I. But the Fords should. Well, sure, 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 Double, triple, quadruple. That's what they did with Patricia. They gave them an extra year. Like a thing that was said in the Slack today that I actually do kind of believe is true is if you don't give Patricia another year, Stafford probably asks out a year early. We're looking at a team that has either Tua or Herbert right now. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but the thing there was the the piece that where I'm looking at is is the future, the next move, right? And where's the I'll get that done. Um, the you you're not going to hire the next Sean McVay. The, you're in competition every year for the best coaches, mm-hmm. and if you are the most erratic, fire happy team that cannot hold the coach down and cannot rebuild as an organization and can't give a coach two years or three years as a coach to build their vision into a team from a bottom of the barrel roster. None of those top talents are to come, come to you. And then you're really rolling the dice every time. And you get what we had here last week, this week, right? You get this. And, and, and I hate to say it. I'm not out on Campbell. I may be at the end of the season. I'm not a fire Campbell guy right yeah. now, but what I'm not talking about, by, that would be insane. What I'm talking about here is the narrative the worm is turning on Dan. The worm is turning. You know, it's 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 always fun. You know, with you've had enough of that shit. And I just had this feeling of like uh, <laughs> I was going to be walking around with any pants on. It's a lot of fun. That's always fun having that kind of stuff out of your coach, having a character there, having excitement, especially after Patricia, right? But the problem, the big big problem is, is it gets it loses its luster quickly. If you don't see the progress, this team was progressing last year, the end of last year, you saw significant progress. We knew it was it was rookies playing in positions they shouldn't be even playing in on a normal NFL team last year. And we still saw progress like, okay, moving in the right direction. You've got a full offseason now. You've got your draft again with your people in place. The first draft. It wasn't their scouts, right? They just rolled in and had to roll right up to the draft. Okay, okay, whatever. This was the first full year. You have your training camp 100%. You have all your stuff. And then you're doing things. You know, you you show up. You've got the best offense in the league after four weeks. That's progress. That's real progress after last year. That's absolute 100% progress last year. But 
from Minnesota to Seattle to New England, I would argue that you're actually stepping backwards. Yep. And that's where you get into that SOL space. That's where the shtick, that's where these nuts are no longer fun. They're no longer funny. It's, yep. it's, 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 it grinds you. And that's what's happening. We're now, we've crossed the precipice into that. There's no game next week for them to recover. All they have now is hopefully fixing up injuries, getting their guys back on the field, yeah. retooling that defense to somehow get more than one punt every two games and get the offense back to a scoring offense. Because if they can't do those things, if they can't do those things, I think very, very loudly fans, the city, the people around this team are going to be calling for coach Campbell's head at the end of this year, right or wrong. Yep. I I don't think it'll be at the end. Like I got to be honest with you. If I'm the the thing that I think is actually the danger here, that's when it'll happen. Actually, but I don't think anyone in the building cares about the fans. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. to, to be perfect. Well, maybe the forwards at some level, you know what I mean? At the, at the end of the season, but like mid game, mid year, I'm actually significantly more afraid that the things Dan Campbell is doing as our head coach will lose him the locker room and not on a, we don't love Dan Campbell level on a, our coach doesn't know what he's doing level. Because if I'm Josh Reynolds right now, who came up limping at the end of that game, I'm furious that there were not, at least like 12 fewer offensive snaps. There is no way that that should have gone as long as it did. They called all of their timeouts in the second half to, to keep the game going when they're down by, what was it? 23 at that point. Like, come on at some point you have to take your foot off the gas. And if you don't, as you're barreling towards a cliff, the people who are in the car with you are going to have something to say about that. Yeah. Um, I, and I don't disagree with your take. I, I I think ownership does listen to the fans because those season ticket sales. I mean, when you have um, the, the the commissioner of the league telling you about how embarrassing it is for those empty seats, right? And they they listen when those jersey sales aren't there. Yeah, it, you make it up because it's all a shared pool. But when you're not pulling your share and you're a billionaire sitting amongst a club of billionaires, you don't want to be the broke ass billionaire in the club. You don't want to have the cheapest house in the in the freaking neighborhood, the most dilapidated shite hole. Um, and that's that, that's all the things that kind of feed into this. Fans are going to be screaming for heads. If this continues like today, fans will be screaming for their heads for the rest of the season. I don't 100%. think they I don't think they make the move till after the season if they do. And I think this is I mean, I saw it in the chat. It's nuts that we're talking about this right now. But this is the chapter of the book that is now opened. This is where the Detroit yep. Lions fan base is. They, they they it's been a long time. It's been a long time since we've seen a playoff game. It's been even longer since we've seen a playoff win. There's there's a I would say maybe even a majority of Lions fans who haven't seen a playoff game live in their life. They just don't yeah. even know what one looks like a playoff win live in their life. They don't know what it looks like. And this is getting to a point where it feels like absurdity. It feels like and, and, and nobody, you know, you have all these fans spending money on jerseys, spending their time, spending their effort, putting all this together. And the team just can't dig out of the rut. And you talk, well, ah, they need new owners. I'm telling you, you get new owners. They're not going to be in Detroit. You're not going to have the Detroit Lions anymore. You're going to have a something else Lions. And maybe if they keep the name Lions, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is right now, except this team has to turn things around. Um, this team has to do something by the end of this season to show progress from where they were. They're, they're right now. It's the, it's the first game of the season, except there's not hope. 
That's that's where I feel like I am with the team right now. Yep. Honestly, you're you're not wrong. Like it's we have watched like we have watched this show before. We have read this book before. Mm-hmm. We have seen this play before, let's say. And we've we've watched this like incompetent dance of dimwits too many times to not feel like that's what we're watching right now because I I I, I legitimately quit writing about the lions at about this point in the Patricia era, like just stopped. I quit yep. doing any content. I quit doing stuff for you. You know what I mean? I just stopped because like, I just looked at it and was like, I don't see it. I don't see a plan. And on this one, the thing is I expected the defense to suck. You know what I mean? Like just with all the moves that they made, they did not bring in any high price free agents for the defense. Like they did with wide receiver, yep. you know, like they're not, they're not paying a bunch of money. They did draft, you know, six out of their eight through rounds one to three were defensive players. So I can see why they didn't bring in high price free agents. They did spend resources, but those are young resources. You expect them to take time to develop, but like watching the offense today, you can't, there is a reason nobody in NFL history has missed six consecutive fourth down conversions in a game. And that's because after you realize after two that you don't got it today, you just start kicking. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like how different does this game go? If at halftime we have six points. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what, what different mindset do the players enter the third quarter with, if they're just down by a little bit, you know, down by one score, they have something that they can hang their hat on. Or if just the stupid kicker missed the field goal again, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. what we got instead was just, okay, we didn't do it. We paid a guy out there as a kicker to show up and take a roster spot. Yep. And we were afraid to use him. You gotta let him kick for anything, that. right? For anything. At that point, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe you could use the, put an extra DB on the roster at that point because you're you're just a mess there uh michael uh thanks for the super chat brother really really appreciate that how do they use their first two rounders next draft will be really telling how ownership feels about about them yeah i i this is going to be interesting i'm i'm with you and i see thunder c smith says it um we were down in the defense and uh, and we're hoping hopeful for the offense the defense is a whole nother level of bad is a whole nother level of bad than what was expected. The offense up until today was a whole nother level of good than we expected. I see people talking about um, the unab- the inability for uh, Lions to uh, or Goff to be able to get out of the pocket. And we'll take phone calls. Go ahead and uh, give us a call. 248-782-8384. 248-782-8384. We'll take your calls. Um, he showed an ability to avoid sacks all season so far. He's done really, really well. Today yep. was just an absolute tank job by everybody at every position. I mean, everybody yep. played poorly today. And, and, and hopefully, I mean, look, to try to find the bright side here, the upside, everybody has a bad day. God, if you're playing football, you hope everybody's bad days on the same day and then it never happens again. Right? I mean, would be, would be boy, nice. wouldn't that be great? Uh, would we be complaining if we try to kick and miss? Not on a fourth and nine. Not on a no. fourth and nine. It's it's contextual, Soccer Wizard. It's on fourth and nine, if you don't think you can make the field goal, you punt. <laughs> like, like, that's not hard. Yeah. You know, like what they did was the worst of the three options. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then like you combine that with that was the play that our left guard who made the Pro Bowl last year and our right tackle, who was probably one of the top five right tackles, just decided to not even touch their defender at the same time. So, of course, Goff does the stupid, you know, spin move we all hate to see because we know it's going somewhere really bad 90% of the time. (laughs) But it's what happens when he has, like, doesn't even get to his drop before there's pressure. You know what I mean? Like, this is what you get from Jared Goff when you don't protect him at all is a turnover. And and you can say that about most of the quarterbacks in the NFL. And, you know, I've seen people saying, oh, he should have thrown it away. He should have thrown it away. Like he didn't even get an opportunity to throw it away. And as Chris stated, he actually probably did throw it away. We'll go back and look at the tape again and see if we're right that this is a tuck rule situation that the refs missed. Uh, Wide open possibility. And if I was such a homer for the refs, I wouldn't even be entertaining it right now. uh, (laughs) Perfectly blunt. Hey, caller, what's your name and how much have you had to drink? What's going on, fellas? It's Mo, and uh, I'm on my second drink. (laughs) I'm having sober October, Mo, and I'm like, all I can think of is airplane. I picked the wrong month to quit sniffing glue. (laughs) (laughs) I just just want to say Detroit Lions podcast is a true MVP for you guys to take your time every Sunday to hit the power button, to turn all this shit on. To, to talk about this freaking team, you guys are the true MVP. So Sheila needs to give you guys something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, man. I'm with you, Mo. Give it to me, Sheila. <laughs> yep, yep. Wait, I mean, I should have said that different. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what it feels like is happening right now, to be perfectly blunt. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> right, right. Thank you, I'm, 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 I'm with you, Chris. I'm not. I'm not the fire Dan Campbell. I'm still on the uh, on the the MCDC train. Um, I just feel like the blame game is just getting old right now. You know, people blame God. People blame the, the curse of Bobby Lane. People blame blame. You know, you can just blame any and everybody. And to me, you uh, first is Aaron Glenn. He. This guy has no defensive scheme for a Pop Warner team. I, I don't. I don't care because you have a fifty-three man roster. You you have defensive players who have made it to the league, which are elite athletes that can do stuff that no regular human being can do. You have NFL players that can execute a defense. So put together a defense. Are you? What are you doing during the week? where you cannot watch film and just look at We're far enough in the season where you can look at a team, look at their previous game. This guy is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, this, um, I don't, I, I just don't, I don't even know. Right. I don't even know what I'm seeing. If it, it's, it feels like that emotional double down, Right. The, right. the that, that that there's not football sense behind what we're seeing. I, I just don't know. I don't know how else to put it. it. It feels like it's an emotional set of decisions that continually get fed by emotions. And, I just and, watch, go ahead. Go ahead. I just watched I just watched Atlanta come back from 21 down and almost came back. And the, the Bucks won 21 to 15. It's like. At what point can we at least stop somebody on three and out? You know, it's just 
if that if that age old if the Lions turn it over, it's an automatic seven, three or seven points for the other team because we can't stop nobody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, that's that's what's really just kind of blowing my mind is the the inability to stop anybody. How in the heck is it that we we can't find our way to get a team to punt more than once in two damn games? I just I just don't understand where where how do you how are you that bad? I knew I knew we were bad on defense, <laughs> right. but not that bad. Right, right. I, I I guarantee you, if you take the same defensive talent and you put them with a Belichick. Uh, Sean Payton, you put them with any other coach that mm. really takes this game seriously, I guarantee you the Lions will look like a, a whole different defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, hmm. I'm, I'm, I just, I'm just, I just don't, I just don't, buy, I don't buy the whole, we don't have no talent. On, it, you're a freaking NFL player. Do something. <laughs> yeah. Are, are they you know, though? No, really? I, I I think they are. I don't think we're setting them up to succeed. I don't think Trevor Price is an NFL player. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna say that. Okay. Okay. Chase Lucas is not an NFL safety. Well, that's what we had at the end. Yeah, but that's for a different reason. Nobody said Lucas. We're starting yeah. with safety, right? That's that's stopping stop gaps mm-hmm. and the, the 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 conversation about guys playing different. I mean, some guys switch player. They they switch from cornerback to wide receiver and turn out all right, right? Some guys can't yeah. play the position they're in, but they're still NFL level athletes, right? I mean, yeah, it's, it's different from guy to guy to guy to guy. But I I, I there's. There's something to be said that you put this roster with different coaches and you get different results. Um, I don't know that it's right. I, I don't know. I, this is it's hard to really, really evaluate. But going forward on fourth and nine, I'm not sure I, there's another coach in the NFL that does that. And right. just those right. kind of decisions. Those kind of decisions right. make a difference. They make a big difference for a team. So, um I don't know. I don't know. I, it's this is this is interesting, but right? I think I think every I think you're the signing board for every line. The way every Lions fan we don't know what's going on. It's like the way we got our ass kicked today is like a huge question mark as to what freaking team is this? You know, it's <laughs> like what am I watching? We got our ass kicked on every side of the ball today. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, we did. Um, and is MCDC too much of a player's coach? That's a that's an interesting question, Bill, uh, in the chat. That's a big one. Hey, Mo, I want to let you go. We got some other folks that have been trying to call. I want to be able to get them in too. But uh, appreciate you calling. That's that's a great question. I mean, how how would this team be under another coach? And that's that's definitely a valuable thought experiment. Still very bad. Much love to you guys. You MVP too, man. of the season. Right. DLP. Thank, <laughs> thank, thank you, sir. Mo. Appreciate you, brother. We'll see you. Uh, <laughs> Mo from the D. All right. We, and it's been pointed out to me by the chat that that's Bobby Bryce. Yeah. And uh, I am hideously embarrassed by this. I was I was going to say something, but I'm like, did something change that I didn't know? I'm going to stay quiet. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink in this? My, my poor decision of a sober October. <laughs> hey, guys, this is uh, Alex, uh, formerly in Michigan, currently in North Carolina, um, <laughs> moving around for the job and whatnot. So. Uh, trying to find illegal streams just uh, just to see my boys play. 
Um, and uh, one beer today, keeping it light. Yeah, yeah. Uh, keeping it professional. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, the uh, I was wondering, uh, you know, is it, it, it seems to have jumped out to me, and I'm wondering if, if this is, as, you know, if you guys think this is as egregious as I do, but it seems to me that it was a really huge overreaction on the coach's part to uh, make Amani and Juju Hughes in health or uh, inactive, healthy scratches. Yes. Like I get it if you don't want them to start the game, but and and the, I was thinking this, you know, in the first quarter, what well before guys started going down like flies. But then it like you know it just made it that much more um, egregious once you have guys going down. But you know people that Amani might not be like playing like a starting cornerback right now, but he's I gotta believe he's playing better than Trevor Price or Bobby Price or whoever the hell that that Price guy is. And, <laughs> You know, it's just like, I'm just wondering, like, you know, what do you guys think? Is that, is that an overreaction? Do you think that Dan Campbell's thing about, oh, they don't they don't play special teams so much or whatever? Do you think that's like a good, uh, I, you know, good reasoning? I think it's an absolute, sorry, Ash, I'm going to jump in. I absolutely think it's right. It's an, it's an overreaction. I think the thinking is, is we're going to really send a message to these players. They're, they're trying to like shock the system, hit the, hit the chest paddles and and get the heart started again. Mm -hmm. And, and it would have been okay Mm -hmm. had so many injuries not piled up. It would have been, it would have been a completely different thing. Right. And it's, this is one of the things that you, you kind of worry about when you make some of these, when these guys uh, make their, make their decisions. Right. I mean, you don't know what the next, what's going to happen. So you make a decision and it seems to always kick them right in the nuts. Every time they make a decision, it kicks them in the nuts. Ash, am I wrong? (laughs) Man, if you don't open the door, nobody can walk through. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's how I see this one. Like, yeah, bench the guy, you know what I mean? But he is one of your top four safeties and one of your top four corners. And that's not questionable. The benching, the guy sends the message enough. You know what I mean? Like it just, it does. So if something like this happens, he's still there and then he gets to have his redemption arc. Exactly. Whereas what he gets to do now is bitch about it for two weeks. Yep. Yep. Because he should have been out there and he could have stopped it. And everybody knows he's not wrong. Yes. Yes. Even if he is wrong, even if he wasn't going to stop anything, you you, you, were a money always at this point. That's the opportunity you had for the message to, to, to get there, to get through. Right. And now it's his chance to show, I heard you and I'm going to step out and I'm going to, it was the whole Akuda Will Smith thing. Right. Or Will Smith. Mm. Harris, yeah, Harris. I'm, I'm, we're I'm all doing it. disease. Uh, um, it's the same thing. Early, they said we're, you guys are competing, right? You guys are absolutely competing, and and that that was the fire for for Okuda at that point. Um, it's 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 interesting. It's just I think Amani. One of the things that came up in the in the chat that's it's absolutely true. Um, Amani's hurt. His back is hurt, and I wonder. If there was a, we're benching you, Imani, and we're letting you heal. You know what I mean? And that's. Well, I'm wondering why, if that was the case, because I checked the inactive, or I checked the injury report for the week, and he wasn't even listed yeah. on the one yep. that I saw. Mm-hmm. So I, that, I, I might have just read it wrong or looked at the wrong thing, but it's like they would have to report that if he actually was injured some, right? You would think they would do it just to just to give like a, a public, you know, excuse like, Hey folks in the media and stuff, he were back, you know, he's inactive because he's, you know, he's healing up or whatnot. And then behind closed doors, they might tell him like, Hey, you know why you're really inactive, but it seems weird that they would, you know, not put him as, uh, put him as fully healthy and inactive unless he really was 
healthy. I don't know. It's just weird. It seemed to me too weird that he would like just have a turnaround and all of a sudden he no longer has any injuries this week. When we've just been hearing the last couple of weeks how he's dealing with a shoulder and a back and stuff. So I don't yeah. Know. yeah, they are only mm. legally obligated to report injuries that cause a player to not participate in practice fully. Ah. Okay. That's that's the thing with the injury list. It's only guys who couldn't go all the way through the practices. So that like everybody in the NFL is hurt, man. <laughs> at this point, you know, like they're all walking wounded. Right. But but it's only if you can't do everything in practice that it gets reported. And mm-hmm. if they said now that he was out because his back was hurt, that is a huge deal to the NFL in terms of not reporting that injury mm-hmm. as something all week. So like. That, that was my initial reaction to is it's like, why are they throwing these guys under the bus? That's not serving any purpose, yep. uh, yeah. but it's covering the team from losing draft picks, basically like not, not oh. good ones. Like they'd be losing like day three picks, but teams have been stung for this sort of thing with fines and up to draft pick loss. Really quick. Uh, Chris, you can talk about the lions yeah. injuries. You have to consider that we're playing the third string quarterback. Let's keep it real. Bailey Zappi was, well, he was drafted. He's a drafted quarterback and he's playing against guys that weren't, Straight up, yep. I mean that's 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 what he's playing against. So, not to diminish it, you're not you're not wrong, but let's 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 uh, let's get that straight. Also, um, you guys kept mess keep messing up the names. It tells you how irrelevant these guys are, unfortunately. Truth. Um, so I will say, and and caller, I'm going to let you go. Okay, we got some other folks coming in. Thanks so much for calling, yeah, bro. Definitely. All right, um, I'm going to say they're not irrelevant as people. They're just not great football players. I think that's the the piece that... It's not even that they're not great football players. They're just, you know, not in the... They're like the top 1.3% instead of the top 1.2, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Hey, caller, what's your name? And uh, how much have you had to drink so far? Hey, guys, it's Tyler. Love your show. And uh, no drinking because I would be an alcoholic with this team. (laughs) That's why I had to introduce Over October for myself. I have to make sure that (laughs) I can dig out of this ditch. (laughs) See, I'm I'm also a Michigan State fan, so I have double whammies on Saturdays and Sundays. And yeah, that that would would just be bad. Uh, But anyway, so, Chris, I know you say you're not out on MCDC yet. Yep. I am, and I'm going to try to get through this call without getting so frustrated. I'm out because it almost feels like he doesn't coach the game right. And I've got, I think, eight or nine examples. You have the timeout last year against Baltimore uh, with 4th and 19. You have the timeout uh, over in when we were playing at Minnesota when they had the other kick. You had the refusal for uh, them to call a pass uh, in the Pittsburgh game when we tied. You have the timeout last, or uh, the Minnesota week. It's just, it almost feels like you're getting these compounded things, right? That MCDC is just, he's not coaching it right. And it doesn't feel like he's learning from his mistakes. And that's what's frustrating. And it's also frustrating, too, that I see a coach that's for my team that he's not learning from these mistakes with the quote unquote talentless roster that we have whereas I got or I can see a coach and Brian Dayball with the Giants who they don't have a good quarterback they have a great running back but he was injured the past two years they don't have the, this greatest offensive line they're paying their wide receivers out the wazoo and their defense isn't all that bad and guess what they're four and one so why is it that the Giants with a quote-unquote talentless roster or a subpar talent they can be four and one second probably in the uh, NFC East and on a chance for him to get 
you know, a wild card spot, but we give a pass for MCDC in his second year that he's got four total wins combined in his tenure. Like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, and after today, after going for it, how, like 0 and 6, 0 and 7, you're in the end zone or you're in the red zone seven times and you come away with zero points. That's coaching malfeasance. And for me, I'm not on MCDC. Is he a great leader of men? Absolutely. Is he a great person you want to run through? Yes. But when it comes to the NFL, he just ain't playing the game right. And that's that's what's frustrating. You know what? This is this feels like the extroverted version of Jim Caldwell without the nine wins. <laughs> Jim Caldwell was the yeah, same I mean, great leader of men, quiet guy though, right? You didn't really get in much, you didn't get anything in the in the in the press room or anything. But he couldn't call a game. He blew timeouts. He blew challenges. He just blew games all over the place, right? And and didn't learn. Is no, is is this the extroverted leader of men? And is this that 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 kind of same sort of space, except without the wins? I don't know. I and I and I get you. And I, I, I extreme. I, it's extreme how this this coach hasn't seemed to learn, and that's what and, and you, you know the development you need to see. You need that development if you're if you're looking at this coach and and at a new coach and at a rookie coach. And this development isn't happening. Is it going to be that a switch flips? Why isn't somebody in the booth helping him out? Where's the where's his coach? Right? Because we need there there has to be something there. Because yep yep coach, you said it in the in the in the presser. It's on you. But what are you doing about it? Don't it's not don't it's not I have and, to be better. What are you doing about it? Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I agree with you that Dan Campbell kind of feels like an extroverted Jim Caldwell, but the difference is Jim Caldwell had the wins that could mask up these malfeasant, you know, ideas. Let's let's not get it twisted. Jim Caldwell was four and twenty three against teams over five hundred. So when it came to winning teams, he still had a losing record. Should he have gone? I think so. Who they brought in behind after them? Absolutely the wrong decision. But like th- he is Jim Caldwell. He's just without the wins. His malfeasance is what's killing this team currently. And that's what's upsetting. It's like you're you're calling the same plays and you're expecting different results. You are the definition of insanity. And if you're not going to change something, I mean, you've lost me and he's only a year and a half into his tenure. Like, I'm sorry. Yep. No, I think this is a great take. I think this is a great take. And, and and look, it's okay to be out on him. I'm just my my thinking is you cannot fire him. You can be out on him. You need to start putting pieces in to help him. But you you, you just can't mm-hmm. fire him till after the season. Um, you can start the moves and start setting the, the groundwork. But he's here till the end of the year. I just I just believe that's the way it's going to be. And every coach and, has and my last point, real quick, and I'll let you guys know. winning teams. A good point, Ash. Yeah, and and. And last, last thing, and I'll let you guys go. For all those people to say, oh, he's here for six years, he signed a six-year contract, Matt Patricia signed a five-year contract, and he was out in two and a half years. So if you want a team – now, context matters, yes. Dan Campbell inherited a terrible roster because Matt Patricia jettisoned everything. But the fact remains is that he signed a contract, and he was jettisoned before his fulfillment. It is possible and okay for that to happen. Do I agree with you? Yeah, that – you know, who's the next guy going to be? Is that an unknown? Absolutely. That's scary. But if you're doing the same thing and you're not getting the same results, that's insanity. Something needs to change. Sure, sure. Great show, guys. I'll let you go. Thank yeah. you for letting me on. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate yep, you very much. 100%. All right. The only thing I would say, and it is it is really about who's the next guy, because how do you employ? You are in competition for talent, right? Yeah. And so how do you set the table so that you win the talent competition? That's, that's the only thing that 
where I'm at on this. I'm just, I'm just. You offer mega long contracts to guys who basically like we will give you six years, but we might fire you in two is not a bad sales pitch because you still get paid for those other four years. What other levers do you have? Like well, they've pulled, they've well, pulled like, honestly, the levers. The Detroit Lions have no levers. Right. There are no levers to pull. As the Detroit Lions, there's not history. There is not talent of roster. There is like literally nothing yeah. at yeah. this point to pull. And the, but the question is, will you have more in a year? Don't know. But yeah, that's, what's, that's, but, that's the so, thing. So if that's you your gamble. You will. This is great. Quite, that's this a reason is, to hold on. This is a great thing. And, and we should talk about this this week, because if you have no levers to pull, do you pull the lever on the slot machine to see who comes up? Or do you stand pat, and I'm mixing, mixing up my casino metaphors, but do you stand pat <laughs> and hope your coach develops, right? Because if you stand pat and hope your coach develops, it gives you a little bit more of a lever to pull in the end yep. than just flushing, pulling the chain on the, and now I'm, I'm all over the place. Hey, caller. Hey, caller. What's your name and how much have you had to drink so far? <laughs> Hi, my name is Steven. Hi, Steven. I just wanted to ask you guys something really fast. Do we feel like it was a lack of drafting for the defensive side of the football? I felt like us moving up to take Jamison Williams and not focusing down on getting a safety and a linebacker has hurt us a lot. How do you feel about that? Do you want to go with first stage? Sure. They have drafted defensively. Six out of their eight picks in the first three rounds have been defensive players. Now, I'll grant you, uh, none of those players have been – actually, no, they did draft a safety. They haven't drafted the linebacker. Uh, they drafted two defensive tackles. Uh, they drafted a corner. Who have I left out? Three, well, three defensive tackles if you count Pascal, and they still can't stop the run. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's more about the specific players that they've drafted because they could have taken Christian Barmore instead of uh, Levi Onzerike, and he did a real nice job out there today beating up the Lions offense. But there were off the field issues for that. That's uh, but are off the field issues worse than injury issues? But you know, there's there's a whole. I don't know how to feel about that one, to be entirely honest, because they've spent resources and gotten nothing for them. And I'm, I'll tell you where I'm at is, I think they've done well with the resources to build out on the offensive side of the ball, and yeah. I, fe- I, f- I feel like they they had done. You can't build everywhere. You just can't. No, especially with what they were left from a cap perspective. Jamie Collins, Trey Flowers contracts, yep. all that shite on the on the on the uh, on their backs. And you had you got a draft and no no talent on the roster. You, how do you build from there? Well, you, you you slowly, right? It takes time and incrementally. Yep. The fact that the offense after the first four games was the number one offense in the in the NFL was very much okay. You know, I know the W's aren't there. I feel good. Yes, we've got to focus on defense. Had if we had the number one defense in the in the uh, in the NFL after four weeks and number thirty-two offense, we'd probably have no wins, right? I mean, to be honest, it's unfortunate but true. Or we may be in the same spot, just didn't got here in a different way. Um, you can only do so much, and I think they went for the we're going to outscore the opponents this year. And we're going to prove and see what we have in Jared Goff. Let me say see and prove what we have in Jared Goff. That's probably the better order for those words. Um, And then we can evaluate from there. Um, Right. 
and I think from a you know from a, a a visual perspective and building up the fans and that kind of stuff, people love offense. They love offense. Yep. It's never sexy drafting defense. I mean, people that know football and have a good understanding. But you're when you score a lot of points, people are all over that. They just love that. I mean, what's the number one? Uh, what was it? Sunday night football game. It was the the um, the Rams and 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 and, uh, and the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Yeah, hundred four thousand points scored. Right. No one remembers yep. the zero and three. You know. A zero to three game, right? So I think they just took the focus in that direction. I think they felt like they knew what they had in golf, and I don't think they're too far off in what they thought of golf. Um, they performed an offense this week was an absolute shit show, and the, the offense couldn't get out of their own way. The offense, whether yep. it was schematically from the Patriots, whether it was the injuries we didn't have, a combo of all of the above, the offense just didn't get it this week, and that just Chris, made the defense look even worse. Ooh. This is the I, I first team in the history of football to get out coached by Bill Belichick, though, right? Hmm. Great point. <laughs> like, no, like that's never happened to anybody before. <laughs> All right, go go ahead, uh, Steven. Sorry. Yeah. No, my fault. I just wanted to say, like, I'm very, I'm worried because to me it seems like to be a defense in the NFL now in a passing league, you got to be able to at least contend and stop the pass. And knowing who our corners were, I expected a safety pick. I see Nicobe Dean out there in Tampa doing great work. I see um, other safeties all around the league, like, making their presence felt. And when I saw that, we went after another D-lineman, and we went after another D-lineman. And I'm like, well, we still haven't covered our safety holes. I didn't believe in Tracy Walker. I felt like there was just no attention being shown in the right places. Yeah, I, I I agree. I just think there's a lot of places that need attention. There's fewer places that need attention now. Um, Jay Bermudez, he says it here, and he said it in the chat. I mentioned this team, and this, in this uh, the Lions can't afford a game where the offense has a bad day simply because the defense is so bad. And I think that's what I think that's what Bill Belichick noticed. <laughs> and I think you know the the offense had a bad day, and we really really saw it. I'll tell you my thinking, and it may happen before the end of the year. I think. Uh, Barring an absolute continued meltdown and zero additional wins on this season, I think Dan Campbell remains the head coach. But there, there will be, and potentially before the end of the season, significant changes on the defensive side of the ball from a coaching perspective. But I, I honestly, if I'm in the business and I see what this offense can do, and if this off offense can bounce back and start performing over the next two, three, four weeks, even if they lose as a defensive coach. I can come in and I can look like Superman. I know that because all I have to be is the 23rd best defense in the league and we start winning games and it's, you know, I'm the big change on the one side of the ball that made, made that happen. I, I, from just a business perspective and a hiring perspective, I think they have an opportunity there. Will that pan out? We'll see. There's a lot of other variables to before that we, we get to that point. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Good luck next week. We got this, man. Thanks guys. Yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Thanks, Steven. All right. The one other thing with that, though, is if you know your coach is going into his third year and it is a winner get fired situation, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is that the guy you want to go work for? I like if you have other options. So this is where things in sports are a little bit different, I think, because if you think you think you're the guy, you have to think you're the guy. Right. And and yep. I don't think I think you're going to when you see that offense like that and you're the guy coming in for the defense and you believe you're the guy. I don't think you think you're, the coach is getting fired the next year when you make those changes. So that's fair enough. I think the league is probably about 50 50 on Dan Campbell, though. You know what I mean? Like there are the guys who are sitting there just going like, man, I love this guy. I hope this works. That's my shot. You know yeah. what I mean? And then there's the other guys that are like, 
I hope Brandon Staley's thing works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like it's just like you working for I mean? Belichick, right? Who wants to work for him? Yep. About half the league. Hey, caller, what's your name? Yep. How much have you had to drink? Uh, my name is Davion. I wish I had some drink, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I like you guys, so I watch you guys after every Lions game, every time it's pity. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. I know we yep. all see it, but the DB are so garbage. Kirby Joseph, garbage. Warrior, I don't know what's up with him. Like, I'm, I'm so like, I don't know what we're going to do. Like, sometimes I be looking at Aaron. Like, sometimes I watch Aaron Glenn, and I'm just like, is he coaching, or does he have like the play calling thing over his mouth? Like, what is he even saying? Like, because it doesn't. Then with Jared Goff, I wasn't surprised that that was going to happen to him because I knew Bill Belichick had his card. I watched that Super Bowl, and all he did was pressure Jared Goff, and that like, and that just tore everything up. Like, I don't know. Like, what do you guys think about that? Like, what do you guys think about like? Do you think we should draft more DBs next year? I feel like we have. I feel like we we should we should get rid of all the DBs except like. Hmm. Even if Akuda, if we have to, because sometimes his body made out of silly string. <laughs> I'm my that's good. Um, I'll tell you the thing. I don't. I I think we need new DBs, a lot of them, and safeties. I don't disagree. Yep. The problem is, is it's a two to three year project for a cornerback, and yep. I don't want to wait that long. We I think we have to sign our cornerbacks. Uh, angry cornerbacks from other teams <laughs> that didn't like their coach and want a coach that loves players. Um, yeah. I just don't know that drafting yeah. a cornerback is the right move for us. I'm yeah. with you. We need cornerbacks. I mean, I, and the other thing is, Jerry, I think he comes back the week after the, the bye or, or one week later. I have to check. But I think Jerry's going to make an impact. I honestly do at cornerback. I, he's he's such a good, brutal, strong kid. Um He's going to be kicking some wide receivers' asses out there. I just, I just think we're going to yep. have a different kind of teams are going to have to approach us differently when he's on the field. Um, our warrior struggles to keep up with speed, right? Jerry's going to knock them on their ass at the line. <laughs> I mean, he's good. He's he's just that kind of player. So I think he's going to help a great deal. Tr- losing Tracy Walker was a just a. I mean, it's 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 a knife in the back. It's not even a gut punch, yep. right? Right, Ash. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like that's that's the thing. This isn't the defense that was supposed to be on the field. Like none of it. You know what I mean? Like our defensive tackles. This is this is not what we were supposed to be doing. Our our linebackers. You you heard Shep going like, please guys, don't make me start a sixth round rookie on this team. He can't be the best guy we have, but he is. And and it's it's not like they didn't try. Like when you look at it on the surface, they brought in a former first round pick who has five years of starting experience in the league and that guy's on the practice squad. Like they, they took some shots, you know, like, like Joseph's not supposed to be on the field at all. It's a, (laughs) you know, uh, whatever his name price, that guy, that, 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 that man, whoever doesn't matter. uh, Isn't, supposed to be playing right now either chase lucas isn't supposed to be one of your safeties you know what i mean like it's none of this is supposed to be happening and i don't really think anyone would be successful as a defensive coordinator with the current group of people that we have there and it was a conscious decision in the offseason to go into it like this so i mean who made that choice is that brad holmes or is that the brain trust of brad holmes and dan ken you know what i mean 
Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I, I think again. I look at the garbage time roster they started with, and I just it, we fought and fought for depth, and you know it, Ash. This is this is yours, yeah. and I keep I keep repeating it. You know the 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 Bob Quinn Lions downgraded positions and paid too much for the downgrades the whole yep. time they were here, and it was like, look at this, we've got all these depth players and no stars, and then the depth players like Jamie Collins. I mean, Anzalone is better when you take the dead cap hit on Jamie Collins. Think about how crazy that is, right? I mean, just just nuts. Um, did anyone read the lips on Tavai on the sideline? Did, did you see that? There's, I did not. I, th- I, th- I believe it was Tavai. I just looked up at the last second. He was looking and he looked at the uh, at the screen and covered his mouth. So I don't know if he realized that he was saying something or what. But anyway, um, we downgraded across the board and we just we took good talent and turned it into mediocre talent and then abandoned a bunch of that and we're left with not even having the 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 depth and try and we're and that's why these guys these guys that people don't know the names of. Um, I tried to get to try to get you to say AJ Price in there just to see if I could <laughs> inflate him for you and see if I could get you to buy it, but it did. Um, Danny Price. <laughs> it's Whatever. just it's just it doesn't matter. This is going to be a year of of taking the medicine. It really is on the defense. It's going to be a lot and a lot of castor oil and yeah. <sighs> Man, I don't know. I don't. I don't have anything for you. Caller, I, I wish I, I, I had something better. You're right. We need players. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know how we're going to get them. I'm hoping this is the year they spend on some free agents because they're going to have cap space. They can. And there are some guys out there like they, I if, if they don't bring in somebody expensive. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think, I think you're right on spending. And this is one of the things Goff, Costs you ten? Does it ten million, twelve million dead cap if he goes this? If yeah. you get rid of him, you that's save a, That's a starter. It's a starter yeah. though. <laughs> uh, but you're not going to get better at court QB for cheaper, that's, right? Right. All right, hey caller, we're going to let you go. We got some Ryan other people Fanny we got to get. Okay. Say again. Say again, caller. I think he said Ryan Tannehill is a starter. Ryan, Ryan Tannehill is a starter. He's a screw. Yeah, 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 and he, he's t- higher cap hit than golf next year. If that's I crazy. And what what's what's Tennessee's record right now? <laughs> what scares me most about that is their cap with Tannehill is probably our cap with golf. Which, like, granted, that was pretty nice to watch for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. All right, hey caller, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate the call. We're gonna get some other people in here. Okay, thanks for listening, man. All right. Got that going on. Um, ton of stuff. And appreciate, yeah, we, we, we need to nail uh, free agency. little too early to talk draft, but let me tell you guys, on the draft side of the ball, um, we just we added uh, Scott Bischoff to the team. You guys are going to love our draft coverage this year. And, hey, maybe we'll get started earlier than we thought. But we've got some real galaxy brains working here. We're going to have a lot of great conversations, a lot of really, really good takes on this stuff. So um, when it becomes... Real when draft talk really does become real, we'll uh, we'll have you covered probably better than just about anybody else in in the city. So we got you. All right, um, let's see two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. Get a chance, give us a call. We'll get you on the show and uh, and talk lions with you. There's a lot to lot to fix. We've got a good week, um, a good week to kind of shake this off, breathe, see if we can get uh, get through it. 
Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what we what we will see. What do you do? You're Coach Campbell. What do you do next, Ash? Uh, honestly, I leave everybody alone for this entire bye week. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm just basically like, guys, stop thinking about football for one week. Get out. Go like live for a week, and we will come back next Monday, and we will start the path of of figuring this out together. You know what I mean? And I got to be honest with you. I know it is almost impossible for the type of personality that takes that job on, but I think they need to do that too, to, to be perfectly blunt, because right now they're in it. You know what I mean? They're in it and they are taking just swinging haymakers at their opponent as hard as they can. And they need to just take a step back Mm-hmm. and reevaluate because what they've built to this point isn't what they have anymore. Like particularly on that defensive roster, like the things that they were going to try to do when training camp started, they can't do that. Like that needs to go away. Whatever their thought processes were at that point, they don't have the horses anymore that they had at that point. And they need to figure out how to win with these guys. So like Brad Holmes needs to spend this week figuring out what they're going to do with the because there are guys who are not on rosters right now that are better than the players we have on defense (laughs) like just straight up there's guys on practice squads they need to scour the nfl and flush what we have because what we have is bad and and make some moves you know what i mean like if people are playing this poorly and other people we have aren't better we need new people yep hey caller what's your name how much have you had to drink my name is Greg, aka Nine Drinks. Nine Drinks. And, How you no, doing? I've had like, like, nah, I've had like six quarters lights because my wife so, like, came there on sale. She didn't buy me Bud Light. So, <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for us, buddy? Water piss. <laughs> hey, I want to know what you guys think after the bar. Is this Lion team going to look like a whole new team? I really think it's going to. But I think they're going to get rid of some players, put some of the players that are on injury into our lineup. And do you think our Lions team can come out and beat Dallas? No. Today, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dalton Schultz looks like he got injured. We'll see. Um I had a lot yeah. more hope two weeks ago. But look, if if... If the 35 points a game offense shows up and some semblance of a decent defense shows up, yeah. I think I think it's I think the potential's there. I think the team can beat Dallas. I think to be fair on on you know the whole any given sudden Sunday thing, they're NFL players. They can win any game. They could probably beat any team this season. Will they though? That's the real difficult. Yeah. This is good, probably the best shot that they have at beating Dallas. Getting healthy players back cuz of the bye week. Right. Yep. Having a chance to retool, rethink, Correct. rework, change things up so that it's it's stuff that's not on tape. Right. Those are all the things that are in. A, and, and then being angry, being angry for, for where they Correct. are and, and, and where they're at. I think those are all things that are in their favor. But what we've seen the last three games in particular is that's a, that's a big wall to jump. That's a whole lot to overcome to beat the to beat the Cowboys right now. I think this Dallas game is, okay. is going to show us before, what we're getting from this team. Before yep. I get off here, yep. well, you guys, if we beat Dallas, 
Will Chris put his go-go lights on? And Ash... Uh, be in that bikini again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work something out, man. We'll figure it out, Nine Drinks. <laughs> Thank you for coming uh, in every uh, week, dude. Hey, we appreciate you. Thanks for taking my call. All right. We'll see you. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Love the regulars in the chat. It's so fun. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Even when they're giving me the gears because I said something stupid, I uh, still love these guys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but Alec, Alec Price is a terrible cornerback. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I what Jameson Hennessy. Why don't we ever play the Cowboys in Detroit, brother? I I don't know. When I think the Cowboys, though, it'll I'll, you'll no one will ever take this away. Is the Cowboys in the '90s? The Lions freaking owned them, and they were in their heyday. They were the Super Bowl Cowboys. It's like yep. the only thing. The last time they were relevant, and the, and the the Lions used to ball drag them all the time. It was great. That was, that's the last playoff win. Fleeced them in the fleeced them in the uh, Roy Williams trade. Oh God, it was it was great years all those times. But now it's. Uh, the, uh, that's one of the reasons why that when uh, Sandman got that sweet the year before last and we were all up there yep. and we played Dallas and it was just loaded with Dallas fans there in Ford Field. It, was, it, was, it hurt. It really hurt my very, very soul. Yep. Oh, the is, man. The thing is, like, what we get against the Cowboys is going to tell us what we're going to get for the rest of the season. Because if my fears come to fruition and he just lost the locker room by calling a bunch of timeouts and airing it out down 29, nothing, uh, we are not going to get anything pleasant against Dallas. You know what I mean? Like that'll be it. I I think this game shows you if after the bye week they come out and it is like Dallas has walked into basically a bunch of Hornets riding bears then then we're back in a good place yep. win or lose yep. on that one you yep. know what i mean like if it if it is even a back to being a close game that we lose by a score yeah. i'm okay with that unless it's like nine to six right right <laughs> you know uh, it, it's 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 really gonna give us an indicator of whether anything that i have said is even remotely relevant or if i'm just talking out of my butt i uh <laughs> i have um, I have an idea for a, a video this week. I'm gonna. It's gonna. Th- this game is gonna change it up a lot, but I think it's still gonna make sense. You guys will see it this week. It's uh, uh we don't have a show this week. Just have to let everyone know. Um, we I'm, I have to be out of town. I have a grueling week for work, but I'm gonna try to put something together. We also have some stuff coming from Scott and Jeff this week. Some good videos, so we will have content for you. Do not worry about that. Uh, Huggy Bear, Chris, do you think the Lions made a mistake in hiring Campbell before Holmes? Um, I don't. I don't, because I think Holmes accepted the job knowing Campbell was the guy. Um, I don't know that anybody said, oh, pound sand because you hired your coach. I'm not going to work there. There's no data or anything to point that way. So um, I'm I'm fine with it. But what I know it does do is give Holmes leeway that if he's not the guy, that's okay. And uh, we'll move him on and we'll get Holmes coach in place. And one of the things that quietly has been happening, and this isn't, you know, this isn't scheming or anything else behind the scenes, but Holmes has been making good personnel moves. He's been putting some good people in place in the front office and so on. Dan's moves with his coaches. Hey, great. It's a, it's an interesting thing. You give him the the faith, you trust your people, you allow them to work and uh, see what they can, they can produce. And if they don't produce right, eventually you have to make changes and you bring someone else in. I really trust Holmes when it gets to time to hire a coach. I feel like he's going to be able to pull somebody. And I think that actually gives the Lions another lever, the Brad Holmes lever. Um, How much is he going to hold on to Goff 
that's that's going to be an interesting one. But your, your yeah. point is my is one I was making for a long time. That's fine. Throw golf out the door, but you better have somebody better day one that he's gone. And if you don't, Which if we're drafting first overall, we might, might, like that's I think that's the only way home that like, yeah. that they move on from Dan Campbell realistically. As much as I'll talk about maybe they should, I don't think they will. Yeah, yeah. All right, hey, really quick, I want to tell people we do this once a once a show. Uh, please hit the like button. We love it when you do that. It supports us, helps other people find us, and gets our our, our stuff out there, and help, just helps us in the whole algorithm thing that YouTube puts together. If you're here, hit the like button, and for the subscribe button too. We really appreciate you guys when, and gals when you hit the subscribe button. That also helps us. Jay Bermudez, thank you for your subscription. Preach, appreciate you for doing that. And Dave, you've been super chatting all day. Thank Dave Griffiths. Thank you again. Yes, sir. Uh, but the likes and subscribes really mean a lot. So thank you all who do that, and uh, helps keep us rock and roll, and helps other people find this content. And it's free. It's free and easy. All right, let's see. Um, Machia, I think I have a hard time with that. I apologize. I didn't think I didn't like last after game press conference with MC DC till everyone the offense didn't do enough because of one mistake. How would you feel to hear that when you played your ass off in offense? I will speculate, and this one I will say I have no internal information on. Um, I will speculate that before he went out there and did that, he told Goff that he was going to say that. And it was to put up a little shield and take a little focus off of Aaron Glenn because when, you know, it's like you want to make jokes around about uh, Savion Smith right now. Is that the thing to do to kick a man when yeah. he's down? No, no, that's not what a good leader does. You don't slam people publicly when they're down. That's not how you build, you know, trust amongst the people you work with. So I think that was kind of a setup. I, I wouldn't take that too seriously or badly. He slams Jared Goff when they score 40 plus points because he knows Jared Goff is a big boy and he can handle it. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that's the truth after the, like in the press conference after the game last week, that's, uh, that's, that's who he was talking about immediately was Jared Goff needs to, to not throw a pick six. Yep. You know, yep. <laughs> like, which is, is factually correct. Jared Goff needs to stop turning the ball over so much. <laughs> But that's not why they lost to Seattle. Yep. Uh, this week there were, what is he going to do? Is he going to slam our left guard for coming back and not being able to play as well as he previously had because he was injured for so many weeks? Yep. That's, so, got, a, got, a, got one here. So you guys saying that the hard knock stuff is worn off. This is, I was saying this after the kneecaps thing. Right. And, and if you go back, I think it was the, the podcast the week after the, the whole kneecaps part. Um, I said, this is fun and this is exciting, but if they don't win, this is yep. going to get cringe fast. And yep. we're, we're crossing a threshold right here. And we, this, this coaching staff need needs wins because they're going to have a hard time in the public space, in the PR space. If, if they don't, if they don't pull a W they have, soon, they have been absolute media darlings to this point because yep. of how close the games have been and how much scoring there has been. And a lot of guys will talk without actually watching any of the games. You know what I mean? Just like straight up, a lot of the NFL pundits do not watch every single game. They're just looking at, well, this is really exciting offense, blah, 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 blah. And you get ones who do that are also high on the Lions right now until this week. And I'm curious how they're going to go this after this. You know what I mean? Like, is it just going to immediately be a snap back to, well, I guess they're just the Lions. They're not the new Lions. But like nothing changed this week. Like I literally at the beginning of the season said two and three at the bye was 
what a reasonable person should expect this team to be able to pull off. And they're one behind that. And if you're telling me an NFL team can't steal one more win to get to the six that I think they need to get to by the end of the year, I'm sorry, but I don't know what league you've been watching for the last 30 years, but it's not the same one I've been watching. You know what I mean? Teams beat teams they shouldn't beat all the time. And yes, the Lions probably dropped a couple of their opportunities to do that already. But like we, we are at approximately where we reasonably should have expected to be at. I think so. I think so. I think I, I think you're right. Um, Campbell doesn't have a defense to save his life. That's uh, that's absolutely true. Um, defense doesn't get a buy. They've been a buy since the season started. It's, that's okay. Um, look, here's how you know how it's getting bad. People who claim about they're the they're good reporting and they're top reporting and they're in the building every day when they turn into fans and start saying things like joke franchise and and, and putting out content like that, tweeting stuff like that. They've completely Yo. abdicated their press credentials and are, are, are whining fans at that point. Um, that's how you know how bad it's gotten. <laughs> yeah. So well, that, that's that that's the thing is like, but also like at a certain point, we can't be the we can't be drinking the Kool Aid at, at a one and eight. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I we're not one and eight. We're one and four when we should probably be two and three. Yeah. Like we're not. It, the sky has not fallen. Not despite yet. the last two weeks not looking great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it, it's it's sad when the press is not balanced, David. They should be balanced, not emotional. Honest is fine, but there's there, there's a different role, right? Otherwise, just open up the press room to fans, which I think they have in a way. All right, let's see. Anything else that we want to... We want to talk about Ash. Anything we want to cover with this uh, with this this team? <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, like I, I, I'm not sure how much there really is left to say. Like they are not a good team, but we knew they were not a good team. So much like you shouldn't take a guy you think is a super athlete and move him up your draft board when he does really well at the combine because he's a super athlete. They're a bad team. We expected them to be a bad team. If your opinion has greatly changed, like we we thought the offense would be good and the defense would be bad. And on the balance of five games, the offense has been good and the defense has been bad. So what exactly is surprising other than that one less of the one score games went our way than we were hoping that it would go? And I think going into the bye week, that is probably kind of the the way that we should be thinking about this right now. Like today sucked. Today was one of the worst efforts I have ever seen from the Detroit Lions. And like, I'm, I'm a lifelong fan, essentially. I, and I'm an old, old man, as you can tell by the gray in this beard. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that was, that was one of the bad ones. Like that was, and we've seen two of the really bad ones come from, this brain trust yeah. you know what i mean like last year seattle this this i would say that this is on par with what we saw that day in terms of how much of a chance the team had to win the patriots just did us a giant favor by running the ball for most of the second half uh when, when they could have been lighting up our secondary to record levels like tom brady scores 75 today that Patriots team with that attitude that he forced them to have, they never stop scoring and we still get shut out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but let's spend some positivity on this. Uh, There are a bunch of guys going to be coming back from injuries that are better than the players who are on the field right now. Uh, The offense, like you 
switch TJ Chark and James Williams as an example. That's going to be happening soon. Like there are still reasons to watch this and have some level of hope that things will get better. Uh, as I've said, there are guys on other practice squads who are better than players that are on our 53 man roster, right? Right now, mm-hmm. this second, like there are moves that can be made and Aaron Glenn isn't doing things that are so insane. Nobody could possibly come in and play corner. Yep. Like there are literally like, four different jobs you can have as a corner in most schemes. And if we're not dumbing it down to that level at this point, then, then we got bigger problems than talent Uh, because that's like, it should not be harder than that for those guys at this point. Yeah. 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 Um, Kurt Pittman, it's not about balance. You're asking to be emotionless and analytical. Well, that's kind of what news is. Uh, Opinion editorial. That's different. That's, that's where you can do all that kind of stuff. But if you can, if you're considered a beat writer, you can write an, a, 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 um, an editorial, that's fine, an, an opinion piece, but it should be clearly labeled. And that's not, when, when you don't do that, when you fail to do that, and your, your news is less than that. Like Justin Rogers is perfect. He's, well, I don't want to say perfect, but he's, re, he's one, he is one of the very, very best at creating he's so coverage. He's so doesn't He doesn't tell you what to think. He tells you and lets you take and make your own assessments based on the reality and the facts that are out there. So I just really, really appreciate that kind, like real journalism versus this kind of mixed bag of, I want, here's why you should think that way, or here's what you should think. You know, that kind of thing is just redonkulous. It's not news. And uh, it's from sports all the way to everything else. So it's just a, it's just a mess. Uh, let's see. Let's do uh, Dave. Jerry is obviously coming back immediately after the buy because they need him. I have to look and say they activated the clock on him. What does that mean? What is, does he have to wait? Is it three weeks or is it two weeks before he can come back? Is that up to them? Um, I think it's a maximum amount before he has to come back on that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's you're right. Like, you're right. Like they could activate him and he could play that week, but he has to play by a certain period or, He's on the 53. Yep. Not playing. Yep. If I remember correctly. Yep. Or he's IR for the year. That's the, that's the three ways that could go. Yeah. Um, it's not where we are with internet based journalism. Yeah. And that's, that's probably the problem. Probably shouldn't gatekeep and say you're one of the few that get it right and, and should be retrusted as news if that's what you're at. But that's that. Yeah. Then why are we calling it journalism <laughs> if it's not journalism? That's all I'm uh, well. going to say on that. And I have no axe to grind with anyone because I'm not getting paid for this either. Thank you, Alex Y, for the super <laughs> chat. <laughs> Speak it up. Um, all right. Let's see. Oh, here we go, Jameson. Ash is right. I was wrong. There you go. Ash, that's a good way for you to go out, right? Hundred percent. Not talking anymore. <laughs> Ash is going out. There we go. All right. With that, we are going to call it a show. Hey, really feel bad for everybody, ourselves included, for what we saw today on the field. Um, this this could be. Remember this. This is going to be a pivotal game for the Detroit Lions uh, and the franchise. And however the rest of the year goes, I think it's a good time just to keep this one pinned in your brain. And and what happens after this is going to be very, very important, and it's going to probably define what the rest of the year is going to be. I, I, I Maybe I'm wrong, Ash, but I think this is going to be something we remember and we see that uh, has a real effect on where this team goes. 100% agree. Uh, the effort that they give coming out of the bye week will be indicative of, what, like, if this sucks, we're done. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they come out like today. It's going to be a bad, a bad, bad deal. Yep. 
All right. Oh, for the golf haters, ask the Broncos fans how Russell's working out. Such a great take, Mo. <laughs> Remember, the show needs your involvement. Don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast for you can donate anything. We'll take it. We love it. And it helps support the show. I mean, it's all those microtransactions that help us kind of build up to, to do all the things we do. But if you add yourself in at $5 a month tier, you get or better, you get access to our Slack chat, which is the most intelligent lions chat on the internet. It is a spectacular place to go. And it's not just lions. I mean, there's barbecue, there's booze, there's home improvement. There's so many chats, hundreds of people hanging out, talking, and they're good people. And it's a really, really good, place to go and find like-minded people and good discussion that's not like the comments you see in other places um people treat each other Usually. with respect most of the time uh, <laughs> here we're getting dave is all over this night act sweet <laughs> ref dreams <laughs> yep. oh man that's good so uh yeah the check referees out. did their job today better than the destroy lions did <laughs> patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast uh, except for that incomplete pass potentially make sure to follow us on Twitter at DET Lions podcast DET Lions podcast get on over there give us a follow we appreciate when you do that we love you for talking and hanging out with us on the on the thing you can see us pants free too that's a great place to do it um, let's see Call us on Skype at Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast. And uh, it's 929-33-Lions, 929-335-4667. And Mark Jacobs, have a mouthful of these nuts. And maybe two, three, four. All right, be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can pop up in your mouth automatically like we do with Mike Jacob, Mark Jacobs with these nuts. That's right. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. <laughs> Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. <laughs> <laughs>